Welcome to Rome. This is The Bittersweet Life with Katie Sewell and Tiffany Parks. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. And today, Tiffany, you bring us a topic to explore. Yes, I was uh, browsing the New York Times the other day, and I saw an article that was definitely click-worthy um, <laughs> called you're pointing the camera the wrong way, an opinion piece. And I thought, oh, this looks intriguing. It was about, we'll link to this article, by the way, in our show notes, in case you'd like to read it. It is about the culture of selfies that we're living in right now. It's a great article. I suggest anyone read it. But there was one particular line which really stuck out at me. Yes. You want to read it, Katie? Yes. You sent it to me with a big red circle around it. It's actually a couple lines. But here's what the writer has to say. People prefer to smile up at their own faces reflected in a lifted phone because taking a photograph is not primarily a way to commemorate an experience anymore. Nowadays, many people are seeking experiences that will provide an enviable backdrop for a selfie. So that's what you circled. And I also really love the line after this because I've noticed this myself. There are murals all over my town that exist for no reason but to attract the selfie taker. Because <laughs> I can expand on that for sure. You know how you have that iconic picture of yourself, which maybe you can post, although it was taken by another human being of you yes. with the wings. So it looks like you have angel wings. Oh, the Claudio took that of me. Yeah. Yeah. And now I have been to so many different towns that have wings like that painted on the side of a building. Oh. Mm-hmm. So that you can yeah. stand in front of it and, and hold your phone out and be like, look, I'm an angel. <laughs> yeah. Those wings, just not to get too far off the topic, but those wings are, um, if you ever want to find them, I think they're still there. They're in the window of, I want to say a hotel that is right kitty, like right next door to the Pantheon. If you're looking at the Pantheon, it's on your left. And I think it's a hotel and there's a set of windows and it's a, it's actually an artwork. I don't know the name of the artist, but it's like a pair of marble, carved marble wings that are sort of just floating. And when I was first dating Claudio, we were just walking through and I said, oh, would you take a picture of me? I've always wanted to take a picture with this. And he, I remember, he told me later, he was like, she wants a picture in front of the Pantheon. That's weird. <laughs> like, hasn't she lived here for several years? And of course, I ran over to the angel's wings and he took he took that picture of me. But anyway, to get back to the topic at hand. Yes, um, this idea of the selfie that we... Uh, this, well, it's that particular... I mean, the, the article itself is, is talks about a lot of different aspects of the selfie. And it's not all negative because, of course, they mentioned that the self-portrait in art is a perfectly respectable art form. The greatest artists from Frida Kahlo to Rembrandt have used multiple times. So there's nothing wrong with capturing your own image. It's not like I'm saying or the author is saying that there's something inherently wrong with taking your own picture. However, what he is saying, or she actually, let me look up the name of the writer really quick. Margaret Renke. Okay. This is by Mar Margaret Renke. What she is saying, at least in this line, is... This concept of what photographs are for the average person, right? Not a professional photographer, but the average person, what their photos are for has changed. It used to be that when we traveled, we took pictures of ourselves and other things to remember that moment. Mm -hmm. Maybe show other people, sure, but you're showing someone your photo album. It's just the reach is so much smaller. 
Whereas now it's like the reverse as far as the motivation to take the photo. It's not like I'm going to take a photo because I want to remember this trip. It's I'm going to go on this trip because I want to get a really good photo. And there's something wrong with that, Katie, I think. There's definitely something wrong with that. But is that the way you think? I do not think that way. However, if I'm going to be completely honest, I do tend, I, how do I put this? It, it gets to me, this, the, not so much the selfie. I'm, I'm not really a selfie person. I just don't think I look good in selfies. It's, it's very hard for me to good, get a good selfie of myself. And whenever I take them, I, I usually throw them away because they don't look good. I definitely, when I'm out with my family, with Claudia and Aurelia, and I'm taking pictures, I'm very, very often thinking about Instagram. And I'm thinking about, will this look good on Instagram? Is this a good photo? And I hate that. I hate that that's what I'm thinking. But it is, you know, if I'm going to be totally honest, it's not the only thing I'm thinking about, but it it is a factor. So I find myself slipping into that, you know, into that trap. I will add the caveat that I would, I would never travel to a place for the purpose of getting photos. See, I'm not saying I wouldn't take photos while I'm there, but it wouldn't be my purpose. Yeah. See, that's what I wonder about this line is, I mean, how could it be proved? Like, it's such a clever line of, of that. We used to take things to commemorate it. Now we take <laughs> things to show them off. It is true whether or not we travel to a, a spot specifically for the pictures. But I mean, it's a great take that she's made. But like, how could you prove that? How many people, you know, and, and maybe it's a generational thing. You could tell us if you're in your 20s, like, in your, if you're in your 20s, are you choosing Italy over Vancouver or something because you feel like it has better shots? I don't know. That's, that's what I don't know. I do get this follow-up that she has about the murals and why these different environments start to exist mm. just for the photos. I do want to get into that, but I don't want to go too far off of what you just said about thinking about it that way because I am... I'm so different. I, I mean, as you know, as the main person who has to curate our Instagram for us, you're constantly telling me, Katie, <laughs> send me some pictures of yourself. You know, send me a picture of you here or you there. And I'm like, I don't have any pictures of me there or here. You know, even if I do think to take them, I don't want to take them. I feel like. So why do you not want to take them? I have never been a person who really likes having my picture taken. Uh, I just was going through some old letters the other day for the mini episode last week, and I came across an envelope full of p- random pictures that my sister had sent where she just said, oh, and by the way, here's some extra pictures for you, you know, because we used to buy duplicates, you know, and you're like, what do I need all these for? And one of the pictures yeah. in there is of me, and obviously she's like kicked a door open and been like, hey, let me take your picture, and I'm just get glaring at her, you're like, ugh, you know, come on. <laughs> and I, I just well, I remember a much more recent picture of you guys in Las Vegas just <laughs> yeah. last month, and that's my favorite. I didn't picture. post it because it was uh, not appropriate. <laughs> but you told me your comment was, "My sisters kept taking pictures of me constantly." Yeah, and there was a picture of you 
giving your middle finger to the photographer. <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit of a joke. I'm looking down, I'm not looking at her, and I'm just flick flicking off the camera. I love that picture, by the way. I think that was one of the best pictures that was taken of me the whole time we were well, at I'll, Sister Fest. I'll have to post it. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll have to post it. Yeah, and I think that that's actually, uh, you know, between you and me and everybody else, and sorry about this, sisters, that's probably one of my least favorite things about going to Sister Fest is because they want to take so many photos of us, and I just... I just do not like having my photo taken all the time. Like if, if it's you and me having to go to a photo on a photo shoot or something, great. You know, I'm prepared for that. Like that's something we set up, we're doing. But if it's just like, oh, we saw this neat thing. Let's all stand together and take a selfie. I could tell, I could tell you. Bugs me. I don't know. It gets yeah. under my, I get yeah. tired of having I, to look but at I, myself. I, I get that, but I think you are probably in the minority. I really do. I, I don't know why. But most people today, these days, it seems, want to be taking pictures or having their picture taken or both. I'm much more like I want to be taking the pictures. Not that I don't want any pictures of myself. It's just that Claudio won't take any <laughs> Claudio is not an Instagram husband and he will not sit and take pictures of me. And I know that. And I don't really like posing for them anyway. Like you said, if it's a if it's a photo shoot, absolutely. I'm, I'm all in. Like I can... Uh, strut my stuff for a photo shoot but but I'm not going to stand there with my husband taking the picture and like you know pose like an Instagram influencer yeah. but I do I do have this tendency to want to take photos all the time and um I worry I worry that I'm not living in the moment as much appreciating the moment as much I wonder sometimes will I remember this moment less because instead of sitting and soaking it in and looking at it with my eyes, I'm just grabbing a quick photo and moving on. And I used to kind of make fun of tourists that I would see. I would just see them all the time, you know, in, in the Vatican. And they would stop, they would get out their camera, they would take a picture, and then they would immediately move on. Mm -hmm. And I used to think, take a picture sure it's great but look at it too look at it without the lens in between like take the time to look at what you're taking a photo of mm -hmm. um and so often I saw that they wouldn't and and now I'm like am I starting to do that am I starting to be like that and I don't want to but yeah. I definitely have the tendency and I think it's because I I do do you know our social media I also do my own personal account and I, and I, I feel that need like, oh, I have to be creating content. I have to be posting. This mm -hmm. is a great way to market yourself for free. So I got to take advantage of it. This is how it's done. So I got to do it. And I got to have good, nice pictures because otherwise I won't get anybody seeing them. And, you know, so you, then you fall down this trap of, mm -hmm. am I wasting my day or <laughs> life? Like, I mean, it can be as small as wasting a moment. It can be as big as wasting. I don't know. I don't want to say wasting my life, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it really hit me the other day. I was just, I was just walking in Rome in the center. I was right by the Pantheon and I was walking down that street that one of the two streets that leads to the Pantheon that when you walk down it, it just has, it just opens up before you. And it's so shocking if you've, if you've never seen it before. So you're talking about one of the narrow streets that you are going down and then all of a sudden you enter the piazza where the Pantheon is and, and you look at it and you're like, whoa, because it's as far as you know, it's come out of nowhere. Yes. You didn't see it coming. Exactly. That's exactly uh, the scene. And I was halfway down that street. And so the Pantheon's no longer visible. 
And there was this dad talking to his two little kids. And they were probably about like four and six, I would say. And they each have a gelato in their hand. And they were, I think, American tourists. And he was saying to them, okay, now, he was very serious. He's like, okay, what you're going to do is you're going to walk down the street. And I was so convinced. Like, I was, I was expecting him to say, you're going to walk down the street and you stand here and you stand there and I'm going to take this picture and I want you to look up and I want you to do this. I don't know why I had this flash that that was what he was doing. He was trying to curate some really great, amazing picture with the Pantheon in it. And I didn't hear the whole thing that he said because I didn't stop. I was walking, but I heard enough to hear him say instead of what I thought he was going to say, he said something like, when you get here, you know, when you get this far, I want you to look up. And what he was doing was trying to create this moment for his kids of, you know, awe and wonder so that they would see it all at once. Something that I did for my nephew when he was in town in April, same sort of thing. And I was just like so happy that I was wrong, that he was creating this experience for his kids instead of trying to capture something that was really for someone else. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like when we post on the internet, it's for someone else. It's not really for us anymore once we've put it out there. And so I I worry about myself. I worry about like, you know, when I go places with my son and I'm, you know, trying to take pictures of him and he rolls his eyes now and I try to take his picture mm-hmm. and I think, am I really taking this picture for us or am I taking it for, you know, my Instagram followers? I mean, is it possible that you're taking it for both? Here's a question that came into my head when we were talking with me mentioning how much I hate having my picture taken. That's not to say that I'm not glad that for pictures of me with other people, that I own them later. Because I'm sure we've all had the experience back when you only had a film camera and you'd go on a trip and you're just taking pictures of the, of the sites. And then you're like, why did I not take any pictures of the people who are with me? <laughs> Whatever, like these sites don't mean anything to me or I don't even know where this is. You know, we've all had that experience, like looking through photos we've taken in the past also. So it is true that the pictures that end up being the most precious and important are the ones of you or, or of other people, people that you were spending time with in these places. I do think that those become the most precious. So I'm not against the documentation of you or the people. And I bet whether or not you take pictures of Aurelio for Instagram now, when Aurelio's 17 years old, those pictures are going to revert right back to you. Like those are going to be the pictures of your boy as a kid. And they're going to become important. By that point, Instagram may not even exist or it was well moved on from when Aurelia was little. So I think the pictures can revert back to you. But that said, like the is the documentation taking from the moment? Maybe it's just a question of like, how much time does the documentation take away from the moment? Like if you snap a picture of yourself, that's it. If you snap a picture of yourself real quick, and you're like, oh, that's good. I'll put it on Instagram versus, you know, I talked about, I think on this show of sitting in an outdoor cafe and by a beach once and watching an Instagram boyfriend taking pictures of his girlfriend, trying to get it right with the sun going down behind her for at mm-hmm. least a half an hour, if not longer. And she kept coming over, looking at it and being like, no, that's not right. Going back out there. And you just thought, unless this is what they were like (laughs) yeah unless they were like this you know what would make a fun date let's try to go get the perfect shot at sunset (laughs) unless that was their intention 
I would say that's a waste of time. That was them wasting a yes. really nice uh, evening yes. on something that people scroll by so fast. So I yeah, I don't have I don't have it that bad, not even close. And even if I did, my husband would not uh, he would not indulge that. <laughs> he, like, I'm lucky if he gets two shots of me and then I have to highly edit it. <laughs> what I tried to do sometimes is just get him to take a picture of me and Aurelio. Because again, like you, it's like, I want pictures with my son. And I'm constantly taking pictures of Claudio and Aurelio together. I have probably 300 different photos of them walking hand in hand down a Roman street. And I, I take a picture of them from behind. Like, I don't know how many pictures I have like that. And every time Claudio sees me like lagging behind because I'm taking pictures, he's always like, come on, come on, don't, don't take pictures. It's like, you know, you're always taking pictures. But then when we get home, he takes my phone and he airdrops all the photos I took to himself. So right. I'm like, listen, if you want these pictures, you're going to have to like be a little bit more patient with me when I'm taking them. Yeah. But all that aside, I do think that, and I, it sometimes hits me and it hit me that hit me one day when I was out with him. I was like, you know, I wonder if I would really enjoy this moment more if I didn't feel this need, this this compulsion to take photos. Every time I'm somewhere that's beautiful or every time I'm somewhere that's picturesque, I feel like, oh, I got to get a picture of it, got to get a picture of it. <laughs> and I definitely think it does take something from the moment. Well, we could challenge you to an experiment. Next time you are, the three of you, <laughs> going somewhere that might be potentially beautiful, Maybe even extremely beautiful. You should leave your phone at home <laughs> and not yikes allow Claudio <laughs> to loan you his <laughs> for any reason. And just see, you'll you know, it's funny you said that because we did go out, just the two of us though, a couple of weeks ago, and I forgot my phone. It was nice. It was actually nice. Now, if it had been somewhere, it, it was just Rome. You know, it was just the city where we live and we've, the streets we've walked down a hundred times. So it wasn't like I was in a new place. That would have been much harder. But it may, it reminds me of when I was in India at one of the guest houses, you, you get to talking to other tourists. And I met this man who, and now this was, a, you know, this was a long time ago. This was in 2007. So, you know, I think Facebook was just sort of like starting to be a thing. And of course, Instagram was, was a long way off in the future, but he was telling me that he had been in Mexico and I don't know where it is in Mexico, but there is a museum. It's like the museum of Frida Kahlo and Diego Rivera. It's like their home that got turned into a museum. And I've never been there, but this is what he told me. He told me that at that museum, there are no, you are not allowed to take photographs. And that the reason is it's specifically stated. It's not because they don't want people getting images of their paintings it or obviously they're not alive anymore to make this decision but at the time um but it was because they wanted people to be fully present and fully aware and try to remember what they saw instead of snapping photos of it yeah and that was a long time ago you know so people were already thinking about that yeah well some people i think it's not new that people have been documenting i mean we all have memories of tourists that are just walking around with a handheld video camera in their hands as well you know just filming everything oh. but <laughs> but i want to move on to this idea of the murals the things that don't that exist because of this culture and i want to ask you about rome too but it's interesting because more and more i encounter exhibits Exhibits are the ones that strike me the most, but exhibits that are basically made for you to take selfies. There was one in San yeah, Francisco. Yeah, you were telling me about this. Yeah, there was one in San Francisco that was 
called something like I didn't go I didn't go to see it, but it was something called the history of ice cream. And I was like, oh, well, the history of ice cream, that could be kind of a fun exhibit to see. I read more about it online, and it was basically all of these kind of colorful backdrops that would make a super fun and festive bunch of selfies. Very little substance. And so I was like, well, okay, I don't want to go see that. And then ever since I noticed that, I see that replicated. Um, I went and saw a Banksy exhibit with a friend of mine, and one of the first things they said when we were getting our tickets at the front counter, they said... Take as many pictures as you want. I mean, that was like part of the instruction at the gate, at the go, was take as many pictures as you want. And they had all kinds of things that would make cool photos. It was also a cool experience. Like you could walk into this mirrored room that's made of shattered glass and look at how your reflection is distorted in this. And it was floor to ceiling, shattered glass all around you. Really cool to just sit in there. But also, you know, makes a really great photo. And so it's so interesting to think that, you know, our museum curators are thinking about how do we get people to come here to want to take good photos. And then like the mural thing, I mean, we see that everywhere. I know I mentioned that on the show where we had a bakery. There's a bakery not very far from where I live that was just a white building. And then one day they decided to paint it this hot magenta pink color instead And all of a sudden, there were like lines up the block for it, and there were people taking selfies in front of it, because it was like such a bold backdrop. You know, you see women in different colored dresses Mm -hmm. standing in front of that backdrop. And it's on this industrial street. There's nothing charming about that area, except now that there's a beautiful pink building there, you could make it look like an idealized shot. And I was curious, like, is there anything in Rome that is specifically like this? I mean, you can't paint a mural on the side of the Pantheon. So are there things that are being put up just for the selfiers? I don't believe so. At least I have never seen one. There are some murals in the city, you know, not at the Pantheon, but there are some in Trastevere. There's a lot of street art, some of it very high quality, but it's not the purpose of it at least when it was created, was not for selfies. So I haven't seen anything like that, Hmm. neither at an exhibit or out in the wild. I do see more and more when I go to exhibits, like they'll put hashtag somewhere, like they'll put it on the wall with all the other stuff that's written or on the walls, you know, they'll write the hashtag that they'd like you to use if you're taking pictures. That started popping up maybe five years ago. Mm -hmm. But I've never encountered something that appeared to me anyway, to be specifically created. Okay, that's not necessarily true. (laughs) I just thought of something. When we went to visit Santa Claus this Christmas, a couple days before Christmas, we always go to the Porta di Roma Mall, which is like a big shopping mall that's not too, it's not terribly far from us. And in this mall, they always decorate for Christmas with tons of lights. And it's actually quite beautiful. They do a really good job. But this year, there were all of these installations for lack of a better word all over there was this old-fashioned what looked like an old-fashioned bus covered in lights Mm -hmm. and there was like a huge giant chair covered in lights things made of like not not actual material like it wasn't actually a bus it was just the shape of a bus let's say like a huge nutcracker covered in lights you know and it said around it you know selfie station Mm. So it was for getting like, you know, cute Christmas pictures with your kids or, or with your friends. And that was the one thing, but that was this year and it was at a mall. So it wasn't really artsy, but it was, you know, it was cute. Yeah. I mean, it is interesting because in a way it's fostering like a different kind of art. 
Like if it leads to the proliferation of of murals in industrial zones or bright pink buildings in industrial zones, that's not a terrible thing. No, no. it's not a terrible yeah. thing. It, it's I guess like what the article seems to be indicating is that it might be a terrible thing if that's what you're doing with your life. Like if your outward commercial presence is so important that you're forgetting to like really be a real human. Maybe that's the danger. Well, that's the thing. And I think we talked about this on a bonus episode one time. And I went on a tangent about a woman who was at the uh, Trevi Fountain and just, I mean, <laughs> she was, I mean, she would not move aside. You have to listen. You have to join us on Patreon to hear that my whole <laughs> um, rant about her. But it's it's this, what gets me, and I think this shows my my age and that I'm not you know, I'm not of the selfie generation, um, is that there's no shame in it now. Like when I was first traveling alone, if I had taken a camera and turned it around and taken a picture of just myself, whatever backdrop was there, like I would have been absolutely ashamed of myself. And people would have looked at me like I was a weirdo. Mm -hmm. Um, and I still have a tiny bit of that in me. Whenever I take a selfie, the rare times I take one, I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm, I'm sitting here taking a picture of myself, how embarrassing. But the younger set <laughs> doesn't seem to have that same compunction. And I mean, hey, it's great. You know, you don't have to be a model to have your picture taken and to enjoy a picture, having a picture of yourself. But so, I don't know, it just seems excessive. It's like you got to have your picture of uh, you know, three gazillion pictures of yourself. Like, don't you ever, I, I don't know. I just like, like, like the title of the article to bring it full circle. Your camera's facing the wrong way. Turn it around. You're supposed to be taking pictures of other stuff. Yeah. Take pictures of your friends. Yeah. I love that title. It's a very, it's a very funny title. It does also tell you what the author thinks of this. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of something that we've, hit home on the show a bunch of times is uh, you know be in the world don't document it all the time even as we document it with this show <laughs> yeah well anyway we should leave it there very interesting though i want to actually leave it i want to actually add one tidbit that actually is completely off the subject okay what you just said about being out in the world made me think of it you know the uh tagline of this show mm -hmm. is uh go see what the birds are doing Exactly. That's the and unofficial tagline of the, the show. unofficial tagline. And everybody knows Katie's love for all creatures, but particularly aviary creatures, I would say. I just learned that if you hear bird song, any bird chirping, and the crazy thing is it doesn't even have to be live. It can be a recording of a bird chirping. It will improve your mood and your mental state for eight hours. Hmm. Yeah. And I have told this to Aurelio, and now every time he hears a bird chirp, he said, oh, I'm going to be in a good mood for eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how they figured out the eight hours, but I will say this morning, I, I was, in the morning, I often work on my writing projects, and I usually listen to some kind of music. And this morning, my office was feeling a little stuffy, and so I opened the window, and I could hear birds and I will say it did feel different. Like the morning felt a little bit more expansive, a little bit more open than it yeah. had the previous day. So there's something about those birds. There's something to it. And I, if you're <laughs> like me, you stick a bird feeder right on the window. And so, you know, it's really up close. <laughs> Although sometimes they're fighting <laughs> over, over the seeds. 
But yes, go see what the birds are doing. It's a shorthand for get out of your own head, stop curating your life, and go see what other creatures are doing instead. Absolutely. And until next time, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. Join us again. Bye.